0: Hello, this is Peter Davison, and you're listening to Discussing Who.
1: The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and we are fresh on the heels of our last episode, our review, along with our friend Shannon Perry, of the San Diego Comic-Con Doctor Who panel. Of course, as soon as we record that, I must say that there is breaking news that you probably already have heard about that unless you were somehow trapped within the time vortex, maybe. But who is not? Clarence Brown, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well, man. i uh, ready to talk about this breaking news. Breaking news. And breaking news as well is Lee Shackelford. Lee. How are you, my friend?
2: Pretty good, pretty good. I don't want to say I'm reeling from this news because I think we all saw it coming. Uh, but yeah, it's the the repercussions are always fascinating to contemplate. So
1: whatever this news is, of course, and spoiler warning, here it goes. Because if you have not heard this news that we're talking about, go hear the news. Come back because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? And I killed Sparky too. (laughs) And don't you guys just love how I love to just put a spoiler warning in just for the hell
0: of it? Yeah, I'm like, can you spoil news? I mean you can if you want to put the spoiler warning in
2: i think there are a lot of people who really do not want to hear these kinds
0: of things so. oh okay Right. well how would they know not to listen well,
2: <laughs> That's it. are they are they just resented when they, <laughs> they say, oh well don't
1: tell me that yeah so
0: and it has to do with the fate of the show yes of doctor who Going forward.
1: (laughs) So Jodie Whittaker will be stepping down as the 13th Doctor. Sad about that. Chris Chibnall will be stepping down as showrunner. Yay! Oh, boy. (laughs) And Clarence, since you said, oh, boy, what what are your thoughts about the exiting of both of them?
0: I think it kind of goes back to what we said before. We would love to see Jodie Whittaker with a different showrunner. Man, we talk about it so much. We talk about the music being different in this era. Um, I was listening to something re- recently with Jeff Russo, who's the guy who scores all the Star Trek Discovery stuff. Now we could talk about the, the the show itself being different, you know, Discovery and Picard. But uh one thing I think they do get right is the music is really something that really relates and that's really connected to what we had before. That's just to say that, The Chibnall era has been so different on so many on so many facets. And I would just love to see Jodie Whittaker with something that resembled Doctor Who from before. You know, not to say that we haven't had good stories with her. I think we have. I just think it feels different. And, you know, maybe when we move forward, we'll get back to uh, how the show may have felt upon its reboot a little bit more in just in tone. But I, I'm I'm actually sad to see her go because I want to see her under a different direction.
2: Yeah, we may be done with this conversation because I think we all agree on that. <laughs> I I feel like she got shortchanged, and I really would like to see her in the show with with different scripts, with a different showrunner, maybe with a different um you know also starring cast. Mm-hmm. I just I just really liked her doctor, and I just don't think she got the scripts. And somewhere you know Colin Baker and. Sylvester McCoy are, you know, point punch- punching the air and saying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a, a fine actor deserves fine scripts. Because uh, I think they got shortchanged, too. Yeah. You know, here's hoping that she'll be back um, for
1: the 60th anniversary with, uh, with a really great script. So let me ask you guys something. So I've read two things recently. One I will comment on and one I would like for us to talk about. And in a way, it's a little bit of a defense of Chibnall, because I know I give Chibnall a hard time. And, you know, we've still got one more series coming later this year, and we've got, you know, the specials, three different specials, one feature link that we'll get next year. That being said, I read something recently that said Jodie Whittaker's finest moment as the 13th Doctor was the beginning of the pandemic, where the doctor is speaking from within this closet or something, where she's recorded and this basically saying everything is going to be okay.
3: Oh, hi. This is an emergency transmission. If you're seeing this, the TARDIS must have detected an upsurge in psychological signals from somewhere in space and time. Basically, I think somebody somewhere might be a little bit worried. I'm actually just self-isolating, or as I like to call it hiding from an army of Sontarans. But keep that to yourself. Now, here's what I do in any worrying situation. One, remember, you will get through this and things will be all right. Even if they look uncertain, even if you're worried, darkness never prevails. Two, tell jokes, even bad ones, especially bad ones. I am brilliant at bad ones. Three, be kind even kinder than you were yesterday. And I know you were super kind yesterday. Look out for each other. You won't be the only one worried. Talking will help. Sharing will help. Look out for your friends, your neighbours, people you hardly know, and family. Because in the end, we're all family. Four, listen to science. And listen to doctors. Right? They've got your back. Five, stay strong. Stay positive. You've got this. And I will see you very soon.
1: And the big takeaway from that is, this is Jodie Whittaker herself talking to her own camera as the doctor in character. And this, what you know, I'm not sure where I read this. I don't know if it was on Twitter or whether it was an article or what, but their point was, and or she just ad-libbed and spoke and embodied the doctor more than what Chibnall gave her.
2: Yep. I may have even said that at the time because that little video was one of my favorite things in the world for a long time. It just, it felt to me like the doctor. That's what the doctor
1: would do, would say to
2: us, hang in there, you know, wash your hands, wear your mask. Uh, It's going to be okay.
1: We got this. The difference of that was what we got on screen was instead of wash your hands, everything's going to be okay, we've got this. What we got instead was, you haven't washed your hands and look what happened. Blah, 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 blah. You know, same, same context, but, but we got, we were chastised.
2: Oh, you you mean in, in the, in the show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we don't clean up the planet, what we'll have is an earth uh, consumed by uh, monsters Mm. because that's what happens. Wow. Yeah.
0: You guys are making me think a lot with that. Is she a preachy doctor? (laughs) The scripts have been somewhat preachy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think unfortunately so. And that's not fair yeah, the, the the beautiful thing she had lived, part of what worked about it was that it was just honest and, and sort of straight from the heart. And that was
1: her. And that worked. That's what I'm taking away that really bothers me because she's the first female actor to play this role. It's sad to me that there's going to be a stigma around her that I, no pun intended, feel that it's not her fault. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, that that's going to be that's going to be part of the legacy, and it's it's not fair. So here's my defense. I said just a moment ago that part of this mini episode that we're doing here is I wanted to give something in defense of Chibnall because I know that I do give him a hard time a lot, like I just said a moment ago. But what I want to say is, I read an article that said Chibnall a lot of the things that he did was because he is such a good advocate of Classic Who. There were things that he loved about Classic Who that a lot of his Who that he did now was in the vein of classic. These self-contained stories, this not liking the over- arc. What I did not realize until I read this was that he he was known for being a vocal member of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, was on some TV show in Britain as a teenager. And what he was on this show to talk about was his dislike of Trial of the Time Lord and this overreaching arc he did not like. Lee, I want to point this to you first. What do you think of what I just said about him liking the elements of classic and maybe that bringing elements of classic to the present maybe didn't work in the present or do you feel like he even did bring elements of the classic
2: Uh, or maybe he was at least trying to what I think is fascinating is that the I I don't know I really don't know I I know that there's so much pressure uh, on him to make the show a serial and not a series of episodes, that he doesn't have a lot of lot of say in that. I, I, I'd i be interested in knowing in what way he feels like he was sort of honoring the, the, the classic series. They, they don't spend much time in the TARDIS, and that's certainly classic era. I mean, there is that. Uh, we've never gotten a look at the rest of the TARDIS, the rest of uh, the 13th Doctor's TARDIS. So, I don't know. Is that enough? (laughs) Is that enough to to say this is him? This is how he's uh, honoring the classic series? I don't
1: know. So, Clarence, let me ask you this question. We are excited because I remember our episode, you know, like I said, just went out the previous one to this one, which you, me and Shannon are all excited about the energy between Yaz and the new companion and even the new, we're not sure kind of companion of, you know, who vendor is going to be, but we were talking about the excitement. Did it deflate your excitement? Any finding out the
0: next day that she's leaving? Mm, No, no, because in the, this upcoming season, they're trying to do something very different. So, so no, it it didn't, but you know, of course I'm sad to see her go. I, I will say that, and I'm, um, I guess, in Chimnall's defense. <laughs> also, they have so much pressure to be different. Don't be the same show. And how can you do that in, in a modern series of Doctor Who? It, uh, and this is what I think he tried. To, he earnestly probably tried to do is have these stories that, you, you know, Lee, you mentioned not connecting the classic. I mean, not even connecting to new who we have all new enemies. and well, that's true. The, the tone is just so different. So I just think on the whole, what he tried to do was just something very different from what we have been seeing uh, since 2005. And does that work? I don't know. Some people love it. I mean, Shannon, Shannon loves the Chibna era. So and I do. I'm I'm not totally hating on it myself either. I definitely think there are gems in there. Uh, There's some parts of it I really, really like. So that being said, I still think that we can be excited about what's coming with this shift to have one story for the whole arc of the season and you know fresh blood in with with the companion and maybe it can, you know, switch up just a little bit to to maybe be something that's that's more familiar to what we're used to from new. All right.
1: So Lee, I wanna ask you, since you didn't get to participate in that conversation, what do you think about this Idea. We first thought it was eight. Now we know it's six episodes that we will get later this year. That is a continuing story, not, you know, any self-contained, not even an arc. It's just one story in six parts. What are your thoughts?
2: I think uh, we've talked about this before. and, And on that occasion, I said, as long as it's a good story that's all i want i just want it to be a really good story because really i do think that makes all the difference in the world if we I, if um if Chibnall was uh, at, at as a young man complaining about trial of a time lord you know it's it, it's because trial of a time lord is a framing device for a bunch of disconnected stories you know and it doesn't really i think it doesn't make any sense in in the big picture and and that that's hard that's hard to commit a whole season to a a concept that really doesn't even hold up to examination. It's just
1: so. And if you take it even further than that and go meta with it, you know, I would think maybe teenage Chibnall maybe didn't realize this, but adult Chibnall should. Yes, it was Trial of the Time Lord as the name of the story, but I've always seen it as Trial of the Time Lord, as in Michael Grade wants to put Doctor Who on trial so he can execute it. Right. It was, it
2: was the yeah the foregone conclusion, Yeah, the trial of Dr. Who. It, it, there's no
1: question. I have two other questions or two other things I want to briefly mention. One of them is speculation that I've seen left, right and center about vendors identity. Does anybody have any speculation and or have you seen some speculation? And do you want to know what that speculation is that I've seen?
2: Well, It's always fun, but yeah, I, I haven't given it any thought
1: at all. All right, Clarence, have you? Mm, no, I
0: haven't. Other than saying he's like the Doctor Who Han Solo, but that's all. <laughs> I have I have no idea who he is.
1: <laughs> so there are people out there dissecting his name, and because the actor made the comment something about Cross My Hearts or having two hearts, that there are people, and this is maybe so left field, but... Since this is a male actor, that we may finally be seeing the return of Fred, also known as Romana. You,
0: you should say the full and name. If you, you should totally say the full name. Yes, yeah, say the up.
1: say the say the real name. <laughs> say the full name for me, Lee. <laughs> Romana Trevelander. <laughs> well, instead of saying Romana, that's feminine. Maybe Vender is the name that they're using as
0: the. A male,
2: <laughs> their new nickname. Maybe well, that's fun. That that makes
1: me kind of. Me, hope me too. True.
0: I agree with that. And they've they've expressed bringing up a, bringing up a lot of classic in this this new series. So who knows? And Romana was about
1: the time or around the time, same era that if he's pulling a lot from the seventies, you know, the end of the fourth Doctor, some of the fifth Doctor stuff. Then yep, Romana would be right there. So. Who knows? Romana was was left in East Space. So she, she was, hear? but she's had some big finish adventures past that. So East Space
0: is that like the Phantom Zone? I mean,
1: <laughs> maybe,
2: I yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a whole there's a whole story for you to explore. But
1: all right, so the other thing that I wanted to mention before we wrap is we know that there's this what they're calling feature length episode that's going to be the regeneration episode Whitaker's last episode do we feel like that we might need to be a little bit skeptical that there's going to be and I'm not trying to be negative here but whenever I hear they're doing a feature length in 2022 it makes me wonder if there will be something for the 60th in 2023 do you think they would skip that no. Hope not.
2: No. Well, yeah, I certainly hope not. But I, I just, it's, it's
1: money, man. That's what I'm thinking, you know. But,
2: but you know, there's been a James Bond movie every 18 months, and uh, MGM passed up the opportunity to have one in the year 2007. <laughs> and I still don't understand that. We were, lit- Our calendars literally <laughs> said 007 on
1: them, and they didn't take advantage of that. Anything's possible. I think after you didn't have David Tennant do the thing at the Olympics in 20, what was it, 2012 or 20? Yeah. (laughs)
2: 2012. You know,
1: so all bets are off at that
2: point. Everything's fractured.
1: All right. So, gentlemen, before we wrap, I just have to ask the question, do either of you have anything else you want to add about the news that Chibs is leaving?
2: Think about how something that Jody Whitaker said early on, that um, that because she was still doing Broadchurch at that time and working every day with David Tennant, that 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 he was there to to get the news with her, and he said, "Oh boy, is your life going to change?" And in a good mm. way, he told her, because now you're going to always be part of this family. And I I really hope that's true. That we're we haven't seen the last of her at conventions and things like that. There's always going to be Jody Whittaker's doctor.
1: Very well said. Well, I will add to something else that I read, which was history will remember Jodie Whittaker much more fondly looking back on this era of Doctor Who than it will Chibnall for all intents and purposes. And the last thing I'll say on this episode about Chibnall is he is a Doctor Who fan. I, I believe that 100%. And I feel bad speaking, as I do so often, about not connecting with his stuff. And I really hope a year from now I can go back and say he knocked it out of the park with his last series and I was so wrong and I feel so bad, etc. and so forth. But in closing, something that I don't feel bad about. Last week, I had someone on Twitter, fantastic people, and it's people without the E at the end, they had done an episode where they were interviewing a fan of Doctor Who, and she became a fan of Doctor Who because her husband was deployed. So they were doing this episode about her fandom in Doctor Who, and one of the hosts is a big fan of Doctor Who. They messaged me directly on Facebook, basically because I was a Doctor Who fan, I listened to it on my way to see my parents this weekend. The entire hour felt like it went by in five minutes. They did an absolute awesome job. So the Discussing Who Twitter uh, sent out a tweet earlier this week that said, after listening to one of the episodes of Fantastic People, we've decided that, and his name is Christian Jones, but we, d- we decided that his Twitter handle knows his Doctor Who. Check them out and et cetera and so forth. So he responded later that day, and I want to mention in closing what he said. He says, this is probably the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me, especially I made like two blunders on the podcast that I honestly still wake up in the middle of the night thinking about. Who gets Geronimo wrong? (laughs) So Christian... On behalf of all three of us, kudos to you. It doesn't matter if you got Geronimo wrong. There's a lot of things that you didn't get wrong. And like I said, I enjoyed listening to you guys talk Dr. Who, and kudos to you guys. And also, gentlemen, kudos to you. So final thing I want to ask you, where else might you be found on the internet, or what is something you've been listening to? are are watching even and lee i'll start with you i don't know i'm
2: stuck i am excited i will say that we're recording this on august the 10th and tonight uh i guess disney will drop the first episode of what if and i am there for what if
1: what if all right well what ain't and what is but what is is what i'm going to ask right now clarence brown what
0: have you been listening to or watching? Other than listening to Duran Duran Hungry Like a Wolf, I've been, <laughs> uh, I, I would say just go out and, and, uh, in the next few days, I guess, and check out Lower Decks, the silly, zany, um, is it really canon, Star Trek? But, you know, it's interesting. So new Star Trek, go watch it. It's on Paramount+. Plus. I'll be watching it as well, and we're going to talk about it. So uh, Lower Decks.
1: So I will point everyone to... Discussing Network, specifically to the latest episode of the Extremely Geeked Out podcast, where Ron and I talk about Milestone Comics and their revival, where I get to talk all about loving Milestone back in the 90s. So yes, DiscussingNetwork.com. And again, for everyone listening, thank you for being here. You did not have to be here. You are appreciated. And as always... We will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.